Tell Tales, Dakota Folk Life and Stories is a collection of narratives of shared personal experiences of peoples of the North Dakota Plains. They originate from and are shaped by interviews with senior citizens, many who are in elder care facilities. In 2020, our emphasis was on veterans, and while in-person interviews were not possible due to the pandemic, we were able to speak remotely with a number of them. 62-year-old Roger Moore is currently a resident of the Cheyenne Care Center in Valley City, North Dakota. As a young man, Roger received some fatherly advice, which led him to enlist in the Marine Corps, a decision which he never regretted. I had a friend, Paul Fisher, whose dad was in the Marine Corps. I was going to go in the Army, and I wasn't sure. If it was an Army or Marines, I wasn't sure. And I went over to Paul's house, and I talked to his dad. His dad convinced me to go in the Marine Corps. He said, this is a bit emotional for me. You don't stand very straight. You don't know a lot about life, but when, by the time you get out of the Corps, you will. Just, you know, family. He was a good man, he was, and everybody knew it. Everybody knew, you know, somebody you could go talk to if you had a problem. He was a pretty good guy. Not having a father, see. He is pretty much the reason. He told me a lot about boot camp and uh, the training you could get. Sounded good to me, and I'm glad I did. The first thing that I ever heard out of a DI's mouth was shut your mouth and open your ears, and I'm going to teach you something. Boy, everybody shut up. Everybody shut up to listen to this man. You go through boot camp, and there's there's two ways to go through. You're either accepted, then there's the ones where something happens, and they kind of keep an eye on you. And that was me. He caught me with my mouth on me, and he came to me, and he said, you know what? you got other things wrong with you, too, and I'm going to fix it. I thought, oh, God, what's this guy talking about? I always stood crooked. I always marched crooked. They catch me every time, you know. You're, you're dancing. You're not marching, son. You're dancing. And he was just playing with me a little. We did that with a lot of guys. At the moment, it's, it's kind of scary when he's telling you stuff like this because they got absolute power over you. you know? So that's, you know, that's how it started. When you go in to take the oath, when you're standing there with all these guys you don't know, you're standing there in front of well-respected officers who you don't know, and you understand from what, from what people have told you that these men had been to war. These were the finest. These men had been to war that, that are selecting you. And you, when you come into the office, you have respect for these men, you know, because you're not a Marine yet. You're, you're just a kid. I was just a kid. I looked at these men. I thought, you know, my country is safe because of these men. And I want to be like that. That's a pretty proud moment. You take the oath. Swear to defend your country. Boy, they mean it, too. You don't know what's going to happen. So I did uh, three months boot camp. Took 38 pounds off of me. And I was only 17, and I was pretty big. I lost 38 pounds, and uh, standing up straight. About... One quarter of the platoon never makes it. There's about 20 guys that don't make it. They, they get kicked out. Just can't tolerate the, the training. You're exercising from morning till night. 
before breakfast, you're exercising, you're running after breakfast, you run to breakfast, you're running after breakfast, then you're exercising, then you're going to classes, and there's more exercise, more running. It's just all day long you're running, and you're doing this like I had blisters the size of acorns on on my feet. I mean, I had so many blisters. There ain't nothing you can do. They won't give you a Band-Aid. They ain't going to send you off to the to the doctor for a few business. You just got to tolerate it. Your feet got to get as hard as your mind is getting. Well, you're not going to make it. And you hear a lot of guys crying about their pain. They don't, you know, they they know you're in pain and they want you in pain because it, you have to suffer in life to become a man. I really believe that. Or, or a woman and in life, there's, a, there's just a lot of suffering. We're born in suffering. And we die suffering. And in between, there's a lot of suffering. And in the Marine Corps, they teach you that. And then they teach you they teach you morality. They teach you to be a good man. Be a good Marine. Be a good man. Honor your father, your mother, your country. Take care of your family. They teach you all that. That's what they do. They got what's called a guidebook. United States Marine Corps guidebook. And they teach you that book. You got to know that book from top to bottom. You got to know your general orders, all 12 general orders. You got to be able to speak them, all 12 of them. And at any given time, they will test you, and they're long. Not easy. They, they teach the Marine Corps history. And that's what most of the training the teaching is right there, the history of the United States Marine Corps, when it was founded, all the wars they've been through, all the men who suffered and died. So there's some great, great men that they talked about. You have to be there. You just have to be there to understand it. They teach you right off the bat that there is a spirit, spirit of the core. And that permeates throughout everything you do. There's spirit that's there that uh, is alive, and we're, we're going to place you in it and teach you about it. And it'll take a hold of you. You'll understand it even more when it does. Nobody can beat up that spirit or take it away. I ran into a young guy. I was on the road hitchhiking around, and I ran into I ran into a young kid up in Eugene, Oregon. He was 17 years old. I was in my 20s, and he was very scared. He was homeless. His parents didn't want him. There was a homeless shelter not not far from there, and we were in this big field where a lot of homeless guys were. So we sat there until about three o'clock in the morning talking. And all I talked to the guy about was how he should go in the service. Don't let this miserable civilian life that you're caught in screw you around i just had a feeling that i needed to talk this kid into going into the service we went over we got we got up in the morning and we went over to the mission we had breakfast took a shower and everything i said i said kid i gotta say goodbye to you now and he thanked me for everything he he said i promise you i promise you i'm going into service he said "You, you you've made up my mind he said i'm gonna go over He's going to go over and talk to the GI. He's going to try and get his parents to sign off for him. But he wants to go in in the Marine Corps. And I was, I was proud. I was proud at that moment. I don't know if he ever did or not. But that's what I would tell the young guy. I would say, look, if you got nothing going and you want something going, go into service. And I recommend it to any young person that's out there. They, it's a whole, it's a life. They give you a life. I'm proud. I'm very proud. I just never get a chance to talk about it. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Produced in partnership with the Cheyenne Care Center. 
in Valley City, North Dakota, and Dakota Legacy. This project is produced in part with a grant from the North Dakota Council on the Arts, which receives funding from the North Dakota State Legislature and the National Endowment for the Arts.